This is B of C Live, the video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on B of C Live, we connect with Chris Beals and Jarrett Christopher, both of Weed Maps. Christopher's company, Sprout, was recently acquired by Weed Maps, and Weed Maps recently filed their quarterly filings. We want to connect with both to check in on the progress of Weed Maps and what their progress means for the sector overall. This is Chris Beals and Jarrett Christopher. Chris and Jarrett, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Um, I wanted to have you guys on to talk about a whole array of things because uh, your perspective is uh, incredibly valuable also, always, uh, but also um, want to get a sense of where the business is, where it's going. The intersection of sort of technology and cannabis is what I like to talk about most. Um, <clears throat> first, um, I don't even know where I want to go first. First, we'll go to Chris. Chris, talk about uh, you guys released your financials last week. You want to give us sort of high level overview of sort of where you guys are and what you're talking about? Yeah, so we did uh, quarterly growth was uh, 9% quarter over quarter. Uh, and uh, uh, looking at just sort of the US market growth, it was actually 46% year over year for the quarter. Um, I think that's really been an interesting thing is that, you know, we've continued to see strong growth in the US. And then obviously, on the Canadian side, uh, you know, it's adjusted a little because we actually pulled down and sort of stopped monetization in Canada, and we'll be bringing that on sort of later in the year. But um, yeah, overall, really exciting. We, we closed three acquisitions, Sprout being one of those, uh, and have really been, I think, leaned in on increasing the pace of hiring. We've been expanding our, uh, our team, but especially across engineering, product, and design. So it's been a, a really uh, busy quarter that's then leading into, with this coming quarter, uh, some exciting betas coming out, and then I think kind of accelerating the pace of integration and uh, pushing adoption of, of Sprout and then Canvaya and CanCurrent, which are the the suite or the uh, software solutions we acquired. Love it, love it, Jared. We're going to go to you uh, because I'm from Boston. Anytime I could tout uh, companies in Boston, I'm going to do that, especially when it relates to to cannabis and technology. Talk a little bit about Sprout and sort of what you guys do and what being acquired by Weed Maps means for you guys. Sure, thanks, uh, Jay. So Sprout is an all-in-one CRM marketing platform specifically designed uh, for the cannabis industry. Uh, we work with both uh, cannabis uh, retailers, so dispensaries, uh, brands, as well as delivery service providers uh, as well. Uh, we joined Weed Maps. We closed on the transaction in September. And right now we've been heads down the last you know, two and a half, three months, working on really tight integrations within, within our tech stack, as well as within data. Um, and so I'm really excited to be here and continue to help build you know, take we maps to, to the next level. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that. We'll go to you, Chris, because um, uh, we do at Business of Cannabis like talking about cannabis and technology. Uh, I think we've liked that because we're a little nerdy, just sort of over time. But also over the past, I don't know, you're going to tell me like six months, it has been all the news in the cannabis sector that cannabis technology companies, well, raising tons of capital, going public in a whole array of ways, really being that foundation upon which new markets are going to be built. And I think that's really exciting because it's easier for a weed maps to move jurisdictions than it is for someone to pick up a whole cultivation platform, move it into another state, get up and running, vertically integrate, sell cannabis at retail. Like the technology is, I mean, you're going to tell me it's not cut and paste or plug and plug and play, but it is much closer to that than sort of the cultivation side. Talk a little bit about sort of the positioning of weed maps in that cannabis technology landscape. 
I think, you know, we're, we're uniquely positioned in that, you know, on one side, we have this, this big uh, marketplace, what I'd say is probably the, the biggest cannabis marketplace that's anywhere out there. What, what most people don't realize is, <clears throat> so think kind of Amazon or, or Grubhub for cannabis, but what most people don't realize is uh, the data normalization and how you make that actually a shoppable, searchable, discoverable experience is not easy. I think one of the toughest things we've seen in, in any sector uh, outside of cannabis is how do you take non-normalized inventory or product level data and then try and normalize those? Um, you know, Amazon has done a, a ton in this space. But what we did, and, and this is the part that I think less people are aware of, but the other half of the business, and I mean, truly half of the business is this broad suite of B2B SaaS solutions for retailers and also for brands. And that has a hand, hand sort of meets glove effect with the marketplace and that if we're powering tight integrations with CRM, with loyalty, uh, with fleet management for delivery and doing it compliantly with local regulations, that's really the, the back office that goes with that marketplace side of things. And then of course we offer other solutions that exist independent of the marketplace. We have an e-commerce solution where you can take this uh, cleanse data and basically power e-commerce on your website with checkout and then that flowing into your point of sale system. Uh, and, and, and so really, um, we're in a really interesting place where you mentioned sort of the complexity of the software and it varying state by state. For some parts of that solution stack, yeah, maybe a little less differentiation, but for large parts of that solution stack, the states continue and the provinces continue to kind of evolve with how they're allowing cannabis to be delivered or how they want to regulate it. And that bleeds through um, to the software. And so it's, it's not simple. It, and that's why almost all cannabis specific software is industry specific. But on the flip side, it's obviously easier to move lines of code than it is to move physical plant and property. And I think, you know, when you think about us as sort of this technology picks and shovels type company, um, it, it also means that we can sort of operate more ubiquitously and enter markets more nimbly and quickly than if we we're trying to pick up and move you know, greenhouses or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Jared, for you, because uh, this, this, it was obvious. Uh, I don't know if you guys were in Las Vegas, we were in Las Vegas a couple, uh, in, in October and coming from Toronto where marketing of cannabis is like, basically isn't any uh, except for in store really. And go to Las Vegas where it is like everywhere, but every jurisdiction is different as Chris was talking mm -hmm. about. And, and that really um, puts the onus on sort of retailers and dispensaries and even brands to, to figure out compliant ways to do it, which is different by state, by country, even within countries' jurisdiction. And like, is that is that the crux of sort of the the, the juicy part of why folks love Sprout? It's a key component. So I view that I view CRM really as kind of the core, and then we have around our CRM platform an entire suite of marketing solutions, and whether it be you know omni-channel, so text. SMS, MMS, uh, push notification, live chat, loyalty, all within one single solution. Um, but we need, as your point, we need to be mindful in terms of the different uh, regulations within each state. And so we've built uh, also some compliance modules within the tech that helps companies kind of stay within the guardrails of what they can and, and can't do. Um, and so it's another you know, a key benefit of our uh, CRM platform. Uh, Chris, thinking about sort of looking at the U.S. and like we just did an event in New York, we're going to be back in December. Like a lot of the conversation in in, um, in Las Vegas was like not the surprise, but like Michigan, like people in Michigan just loving 
cannabis a lot and sort of outperforming other similar size states. Like when you look at the U.S., where certainly a lot of the growth is going to be coming from over the next year or five, like what is exciting either from a weed maps perspective, from your perspective, from, from the industry, like where are you guys thinking that, you know, tons of the growth, even the industry growth, not necessarily where weed maps is like going to be, is it like the same states like New York and, you know, Florida, like where are you guys sort of uh, planting your flag, but also sort of doing deep dives? Yeah, I think, look, generally east of the Mississippi, uh, you know, you take the broad swath of that. We've, we've had longstanding deep relationships in, in the markets that have existed for a longer period of time. You know, in Michigan, for instance, you know, is an East Coast market that's been around a bit longer. And it's a very, very robust market. It's one that, frankly, is still in its nascency for how it's going to grow and, 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 go, and where it's going to go. Just if you look at, you know, there's still relatively few licenses compared to how many we'll eventually see. So all the East Coast markets are, are I think, very interesting. I think they're all going to play out uh, very differently than a lot of existing markets. I think many of the East Coast markets have uh, social equity programs, which require that a large number of the licenses, in some cases, uh, New York is one example, half the licenses have to go to social equity applicants. And so, you know, for, for, for a company like us, and this is what excites me about our, our positioning is, yes, we have very complex solutions for large operators, but we're also there making things uh, easier for small operators and folks who are sort of um, just getting started and maybe they have one store, one cultivation site, you know, that sort of thing. And so um, we're really well positioned in that regard. But, you know, I think looking at these states, I think ultimately the, the question is going to be how quickly local governments kind of roll out licenses. And that's always the big dilemma in these jurisdictions. You know, I think we saw uh, some some good signs in this last election that that local jurisdictions um, are going to move relatively quickly on this. So that'll be good. It'll help the markets get up and get running quickly. Um, and then the other thing, I'll just leave this as a bit of a teaser. We're really in the first or second inning of brand and product differentiation and all the form factors and, and where it's going to go. I think some people, if people think there's a lot of brands and products now, wait till three years from now. And how, you know, and we really are in a whole position. And, and frankly, I think almost the only ones able to combine brand data with consumer discovery in a way that's going to help people figure out what is going on with all these new products. That is exciting as hell. <laughs> like, like we've, you know, I live in Ontario and we've gone from like barely any SKUs to like, I think well over a thousand. And the stores are also scrambling to figure out like, what does their array look like? And consumers are still trying to figure it out. So I think you're right. Like even Michigan, which is a you know, they're very early days, but, you know, we're three years in in Ontario and we're still figuring it out. But same thing happening in, in markets like Colorado and California, new productivity well, all the time. I mean, think about this in Ontario, all SKUs have to go through the Ontario provincial store and they dictate what's on shelves and what's not. Imagine in, in sort of more free market systems where you can make what you can, make, as long as it, as long as it follows the regulations and it's tested and everything else, you can make whatever you want. That's why when we were we were in Las Vegas at the dispensaries and every all the Canadians heads were like, Phew. you know, there's like, you know, there's like, I mean, I, I went to one in, uh, in Las Vegas and I think they had like, honestly, like a thousand flower skews in the store. Like it was just yeah. flower, 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 uh, you know, the whole array and same thing on edibles and vapes and, and concentrates and the like infused pre-roll component was like, you know, there were a hundred different options. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen... 
infused sublingual strips lately. Uh, there were infused toothpicks for a while. Guys, I want to end it there because I want people wanting more and to come find you guys and, and sort of uh, reach out. So so Chris and Jared, I appreciate the time. Always look forward to hearing what's happening at Weed Maps. Congratulations on the last quarter. We look forward to connect with you down the road. Great. Thank awesome. you, Jay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. That was Chris Beals and Jarrett Christopher of Weed Maps. If you like this program, please rate and review us wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of ongoing partnerships with Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmark, Can Delta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torch and Main. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.